welcome all of our Fairway family and our uh, wholesale partners. Obviously, we're so, so thankful for all of you uh, coming on for our Ignite Connect. And we, we're like, it feels like Christmas, Ryan. <laughs> so excited to have one, uh, literally just top, top two, three speakers for me. I know you want me to say number one, but, but then those other two might hear and then they're they're offended they'll be yeah. but we send them this so they're unoffendable anyway yeah. we yeah. love Ryan so much and he's a dear dear friend but I want Holly to informally introduce him so you have a little bit of Ryan's background and then he's going to jump in he did this especially for us today so we're very very happy to have Ryan on with us Thank you, Sarah, and welcome everyone. I'm Holly Matson in the Fairway TPO channel, and I am so thrilled because I've heard Ryan speak apparently not all five times that he's been with Fairway, but a number, and I, I'm, I know you don't want a long introduction, so I'm not going to do it. However, this is one thing I did not know about you. I knew a lot, but I didn't know this part, that you speak to over 50,000 people a month and, and you train over 12,000 leaders a year from executives to athletes. I had no idea. So that is yeah. amazing. And the fact that you would have this time for Fairway and our customers is wonderful. So thank you. Thank you, yeah. Ryan, speaker, podcaster, author, other stuff. But we'll leave it. That. <laughs> sure. That's awesome. Well, I am. I'm super excited to be here with you guys. Uh, Fairway is near and dear to my heart. Um, when I was uh, first really uh, starting to do more executive coaching and more speaking, uh, Fairway was one of uh, one of my first big clients that really gave me an opportunity to uh, to really spread my wings. And I, I just not every place that I speak do I feel the permission to fully be myself and fairway. I, I felt a, I felt a freedom. Um, I felt a, a confidence and, and it's, uh, it's, so I always, if possible, try and make space for fairway and uh, near and dear friends um, in, in my heart. And, and secondly, the, the other reason why I love fairway and not, not to flatter you, but, uh, we use Fairway <laughs> and we tell every single one of our family and friends to use Fairway. Obviously, the housing market has been absolutely insane um, around the country. And it's hard to find a lender that you really can trust and be patient with you and answer. I can't tell you how many people have come to me that were extremely intimidated by the home purchasing process. And I said, hey, you, you got to go with Fairway. And every single one of them has been pleasantly pleased uh, with, with you guys as customer service and walking them through the process. And, and so it, it's, it, this is, uh, you, you guys are, are what I would consider uh, <clears throat> friends that are easy, easy to speak for. And so, uh, so it, it is truly an honor to, to be here today. So uh, one of the things that I, I want to, to talk to you guys about today is four habits of next level leaders. Uh, these also could be four habits of next level people because the reality for you and I is, uh, I love what John Maxwell says. He says, um, if you want to change your life, you have to change what you do daily. You, you have to begin to look at your habits of what, what, what am I habitually doing on a daily basis? Uh, those small steps turn into mileage. And so you're going to, look back five years, uh, five years ago, you, you had some habits. That's how you got where you are. Well, what you're doing right now is going to take you where, where you want to be. Uh, if you don't like where you are, well, change your habits. Uh, I love what Jim Rohn says. He says, if you don't like where you are, move. You're not a tree. I love that statement because some people just feel stuck. They feel like they can't really go anywhere, but you can, you, you can change your habits. Now, one of the things that I've learned about changing habits is it's very, very intimidating, especially when you start talking about eating healthy and, and fitness. Okay, so I remember it had to be probably about 10 years ago, I started to realize uh, my metabolism is, is, uh, is getting uh, smaller and smaller. Um, I can't just 
uh, eat a stuffed crust pizza before a basketball game and still go perform at a high level. Like I had to start getting very conscious of that. And so I was like, well, I got to start getting some vegetables in. And so I started buying these green drinks. Okay. I said to myself, you know what, if I could just drink one of these every single day, I'm going to be all right. Now I felt really great about this decision. Um, I was drinking one at church. A girl looks at me and she says, ew. I said, ew. What, 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 why, why, why? I, I don't appreciate the judgment that is coming out of your mouth right now. Why would you say that? And she says, well, you know, those got a lot of sugar. I go, compared to the strawberry shake from McDonald's, I actually, I, I actually, I actually feel good about that decision. She goes, well, Ryan, if you really want to be healthy you should make them yourself do i look like the juice bar to you what do you what, no like like give me a break i thought i was doing something good i don't know if you've ever uh started to get into trying to eat healthy and there's just these health snobs that nothing's organic enough for them it doesn't matter what you get if you get a regular avocado is it organic uh, I started drinking a lot of water. They're like, is it alkaline water? Alkaline water is a lot better for you than the regular spring water. I'm like, guys, it's water. But you could just feel that it, you're trying to change, but there's some things around you that are making it complicated for you to change. It's the same thing with our physical fitness. I can't speak for you, but there are times where I just walk in the gym. I don't know if you've ever gone to the gym, looked around, and just went home because it's like everybody there knows what they're doing they know they, they they're pulling stuff out of their bags they got bands to stretch you're like i don't even know where you buy these they're, they're making drinks they're making shakes it just seems like they're experienced and you're not and and so i just i told a friend i was like i really want to get in shape i just don't want to go to the weight room i'm scrawny i i can barely lift a 20 pound dumbbell I, I said what's the best full body workout i could do he goes swimming i said done not a whole lot of intimidation swimming. He goes, it'll be a full body workout for you. Well, I had some trouble breathing. And so I said, hey, don't worry. I got it. And so I, I go to the gym and, and I, I pick up a snorkel. And this is what I brought to 24-hour fitness. Well, the swimmers, they were like, what are you doing? I said, I'm swimming. They said, with dolphins? Like, what, what in the world is your problem? I'm like, God, well, how come no matter what I do, I get judged when I'm trying to change my habits. The reality is, is uh, each and every one of us has a set of habits that is either helping us and for some of us, they're hurting us. So what I want to do today, I want to look at four. I want to look at four bad habits and then uh, four next level habits. So these are going to be the antonyms of the bad habits. So here is the first bad habit that you and I can fall prey to. Number one, worrying. Worrying. It's a habit isn't it? I mean, some of us, it's, it's just second nature. There's so much going on in the world that we can just find ourselves, well, worrying about all of it. I, I know a lot of people who are worried about their relationship status, whether they're single, dating, engaged, married, divorced. There, there, can, there can be a lot of worry that comes with, well, our, our love life. Uh, I know a lot of people who are, are worried about finances, their money, kind of, just kind of, kind of look around and just, if, if we're putting our list together of what we worry about, it's, oh man, it, sometimes we, we just get, we get nervous. What, what's going to happen with the economy, gas prices? It, it, there's so many things that we could talk about on our worry list. Another thing that on our worry list is, is our health. I mean, did I, did I even have to put this one on the list? I mean, in, in fact, every news outlet has told us over the last couple of years, we should be definitely worried about this. A lot of people, they, they lose sleep at night over politics. I know a lot of people on their worry list is their kids. And if you got kids, they have their own separate worry list. I mean, like their grades, uh, are they making friends? Uh, are, are, do they brush their teeth, their hygiene, their health? Um, decisions that they're making. I mean, there, there could just be a lot of worry in that. And, and, and ultimately, well, our business, getting promoted in one, uh, revenue, clients, customers. I mean, there's just, there's just a lot of things that you and I could find ourselves 
extremely worried about it. And before you know it, it, it's, it's actually a habit. But before I tell you the habit that I think that's going to help you go to the next level in your life and in your career, I want to ask this question. What has worrying done for you lately? What has worrying done for you lately? I mean, again, it's a habit. We, we, we do it all the time. It, it, it just becomes second nature. But is it helping us? Here's what I truly believe um, is, a, is a next level habit. Stewarding. Stewarding. Uh, stewarding is this idea of, well, I'm, I'm going to control what I actually can control. Because next level leaders, they, they, they don't waste their time or energy on things way outside of their control. They don't do it. Because why? You can't control it. So, so it, it's exhausting energy you could be using on stewarding what is actually right in front of you. So it's this idea of going, all right, I want to look at what is actually within my control. I can't always control what my boss does. I can't always control what my peers have done. I can't always control what my neighbors have done. I can't always control even my children. I, I can't always control these things. However, what, what, what can I control? Well, I want to build a habit of, well, doing the best that I possibly can with what is right in front of me. I mean, on some level, you have to begin to look in the mirror and go, well, how am I doing with what I can control? Um, I remember um, I was uh, doing some executive coaching for an organization and I was sitting with their HR department. Their HR department was extremely frustrated uh, with some of their C-suite executives. And, and for them, they were going, this is why we can't take things to the next level in our HR department. Except when I would talk to other leaders in the organization, they would complain about the HR department. And I'd say, well, well what, what's the issue? They'd say, well, they don't uh, look at our resumes that we send them for, for open positions. Um, they don't call people back in time. Um, they, all things that actually had nothing to do with leadership. All things that it, all it required was simply being excellent at, at, at their job. And so it's just like, yeah, you, you actually can't control what everyone else is doing, but have, have you looked at your responsibilities and started going, you know, I want to do well with what's in my control. I think when you do that, I think you'll find yourself going to the next level. Uh, the second uh, bad habit that I think that any one of us can find ourselves participating in is, is this habit I like to call faking it till you make it. Uh, fake it till you make it. We've, we've heard this phrase, especially growing up, like sometimes you just got to pretend until things are the way that you actually really want them to, to be. And, and I think a lot of us can walk around and we can feel like we've got a bunch of reasons to, we don't consider it lying. Like we're not trying to deceive people, but we are pretending. It, it, it's not, it doesn't sound as bad as lying, but there is this, well, I, I want to I be cordial. I want to do what is socially acceptable, even if it isn't authentic to who I really am. I mean, just think about the reasons that we have to pretend. Uh, number one, uh, job loss. Like that, that, that's, a, that, that's a real thing. You, you, could, you, you could lose your job. Uh, you don't want people to perceive you in a negative way. Uh, perhaps you're just insecure. And so I, I would rather just kind of go with the status quo. I don't want to ruffle any feathers. And so th this is just how I'm going to, so I'm just going to kind of do things for a little bit. Now, you might think to yourself, well, I, it, it served me well thus far. And you might actually think, Oh, I, I've actually convinced people that this is the real me. Except the problem with that is this, is others can't always prove that you're faking it, but they can't always feel it. Isn't that right? Isn't that true? It's, it's actually the superpower that you and I have. It's uh, when someone is in the Zoom or in the room, 
and something's just off. We can't prove it. We can't take them to court, but we can just, there's something on the inside of our soul that goes, something's not right. They're smiling, but for some reason, I don't think it is an expression of joy. They're smiling, but perhaps they're hiding something. Uh, they're cordial on email. Isn't it interesting that sometimes we can't prove when someone has ulterior motives, but we could feel it? Isn't it interesting that can't always prove if somebody doesn't like us, but we can, we can feel it? So when we have this habit of pretending and not bringing our whole selves to our life and our work, well, everyone actually knows, but we think nobody does. And once again, I, I have to ask, what has faking it done for you lately? And so the, the habit that I, that I think that each and every one of us should adhere to, the next that I believe will take us to the next level is keeping it real. Keeping it 100, as some would also say. Because when we do that, I know we think, well, Ryan, how real do you want me to be? Well, as real as you can be, perhaps without losing your job. But, but you want to know what I've learned over the past couple of years? I think a pandemic has given us all something that wasn't really present in our jobs before, and it's grace. It's this little bit of margin to say, hey, I'm, I'm going to give you a break. I was talking to somebody the other day about uh, sick days. They said, hey, for uh, every 30 days or no, for every 30 hours they work, they get one hour of, of sick leave. This is talking like HR stuff. I said, so for every 30 hours, you get one. Okay. So if someone works 120 hours, well, then they would get what? Four hours of sick time? Except over the last couple of years, people have been getting 14 days for quarantine. It's like, well, what's that? We call that amazing grace. It's like, no, but they're sick. No, 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 for sure. But we just, we've been giving each other a little bit of a break. And, 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 and as a part of that, there has been this new level of honesty of just going, hey, I, I really want to jump on this call. I just, I'm at home with the kids and one of them just threw up and the other one's got COVID and the other one, because he's related to him, can't go to school. And so, and so what do we do? We, we've been going, all right, we'll cut them some slack. And, and it's interesting. Do we not feel the freedom to say those things and be honest about how we're really doing before that? Here's what I'm learning. The more and more the people keep it real. Well, the more influence they actually have in the organization because they know, hey, this person is human. We have one reason, one reason not to pretend. Respect. Respect. Even if they don't agree with you, even if they find that what you said was egregious, what they can now do is that they can actually trust that you're being honest with them. They don't have to wonder. So I, if I'm you, I, I look for ways to just consistently be authentic. Yesterday, I had a client ask me a very, very simple question. What do you think? Uh, he had expressed his opinion. And then he asked me, what do you think? Well, my first thought was, you're the one writing the check. So part of me thinks what you think. Okay. Hey, it ain't that serious to me. Why ruffle feathers? You know, but then I thought, that's not why you pay me. You don't pay me to be thoughtless. You also don't pay me to agree with you. So, hey, here, here's, here's my thoughts. And I share them. You know what he now knows? He knows I'm not a robot. And he knows I'm not just nodding my head and just kind of going along for the ride. I, I get to work in so many different industries from finance to pharmaceutical to education to, to professional sports. And every single one of those industries uses acronyms and vocabulary that is only known within their circle. And so me coming from the outside, oftentimes I'm sitting in room and, 
and verbiage is being used, acronyms are being used, and I actually have no idea what they mean. And probably three, four years ago, I would sit in those rooms. You know what I do? I would nod my head and smile. And, and, and even every now and then, someone would actually ask me a question. They'd say, well, you know, and then they would uh, state a prominent person in their field that everyone in the room knows. And in an effort not to be an outsider, I would just lie slash pretend. Yeah, 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 I know who you're talking about. Yeah. And then they continue on with their story. I didn't know. You know what I've been doing lately? It's been like, no, I don't know. You, you don't know? I don't. Let me ask you a question. Why would I know them again? Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're right. right. And then they go on and explain it. Um, in every executive coaching meeting I do, um, I write down every acronym they use that I didn't know. And at the end of it, I say, hey, so what does this mean? And they always laugh. And, and they're not laughing at me. They're just going, we don't know why we think everyone knows what we're talking about. I've just decided I, I, I want to be the type of person that keeps it real. If I know something, I do. If I don't, I don't. And as a person that's supposed to be an expert on a lot of things, you want to know one of the most freeing phrases I've been using a lot lately. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. When I do, I'm going to tell you what I know. But when I don't, why pretend? Who's that helping? I think it's a habit that's actually going to help you go to the next level. Because when you can admit that you don't know something, what you've done is you've positioned yourself to actually learn something brand new. Another bad habit. Number three, common courtesy. It's a common courtesy. I mean, it's just a habit. Like, it's just, hey, how you doing? I mean, it's just, we just can find ourselves in this place where we just, it's common courtesy. Was everybody doing, how does everybody treat everybody? So let's just do what is common. So if you, but, but a lot of times common courtesy only elicits one word responses, right? So, how you doing? Good. How was your weekend? Good. How's business? Good. How's life? Pretty good. Okay, so now you got two words. Okay, like you're you're crushing it. This is what we call common courtesy. This is common. I, I call it a bad habit, but it's 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 really a mundane habit. I mean, it's it's cool, but it's 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 not going to take you to the next level. I mean, once again, I ask this question: uh, What has common courtesy done for you lately? Hey, maybe maybe kept you cordial. Maybe kept some relationships together, hanging on by a thread, that sort of deal. But here's what I think could take your life to the next level. Here's what I think could take your career to the next level. Uncommon kindness. Uncommon kindness. I'm talking next level kindness. I'm talking about the type of person that walks around that is so intentional. They've decided, you know what, I, I, I don't want to do common courtesy. No, 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 no. I want my life to go to a new level. I want my career to go to a new level. I want every single person that works with me to experience uncommon kindness because it goes from how, how you doing to how are you, how are you really doing? And maybe it's asking them twice because when you ask them the first time, it, it, it's what I like to call, it, it, it's like a, it's a drive-by check-in. We're just, hey, how's it going? But now, but they, they don't actually know that you really care. But when you ask somebody, hey, how are you really doing? Well, now you're, you're showing that you really care. I mean, another question you could ask is, what's the best part of your weekend? What's the best part of your weekend? Uh, another way you could ask it is, hey, wh wh what's your biggest challenge in your business right now? You're, you're not just asking questions that just allow people to say good, bad, yes, no, maybe so. Another question you could ask is, hey, 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 what's a day on your calendar that you're looking forward to? You don't have any vacation plan? You, you don't have a day on your calendar that you're looking forward to? A mentor, mentor of mine told me that. He said, Ryan, you want to have at least one day on your calendar that you're looking forward to. Do you have that? <laughs> Another question is, 
a friend of mine actually texted me this question the other day. I, and I, no one had ever asked me this. He says, hey, what's new in your world? And don't hesitate to brag. What's new in your world? And don't hesitate to brag. In other words, you got to be careful who you share good news with. Isn't that true? Especially when the world has gone through a pandemic, especially when people have been laid off, especially when people have lost loved ones. If something good is happening to you, you're like, well, I better not, I better not, better not, better not share that with everybody. Okay. But you should be the kind of person that says, listen, man, if you need a place to brag, I'm your guy. If things are going well, I'm the type of person that is willing to celebrate with you. Do you have anybody in your life that you can celebrate with? That like when something amazing is happening, that you can call them and go, man, this, this is all. And there isn't going to be a weirdness. There isn't going to be a, well, I wish it was happening to me. Uh, I wish my company was excelling. I wish, I wish our sales were. No, somebody, you can just be honest with, like, you, you may not have that. But what I would encourage you to do today is go be that for somebody else. Remove drive-by check-ins from your life. It, this, this idea of removing somebody, hey, how you doing? Good, great. Oh, hey, y'all, we're going to be there today? All right, cool. Look, remove that. It's a bad habit. Look people in the eyes. Hey, how you doing? In fact, sometimes what has to happen is you actually have to walk past them and turn around. Because turning around sends a signal to them that you care at a very, very deep level. Uh, last bad habit that uh, a lot of us can fall prey to, especially in 2022. Complaining. Complaining. Oh, I mean, it's, I, I like to say it this way. Everybody's doing it. Everybody's doing it. So because everybody's doing it, you feel like I gotta do it. So I, if everyone is complaining about how things are in the world, then I got to do it. If everyone's complaining about gas prices, well, then I got to complain about gas prices. Like, like I, you can almost feel stuck, but here's the deal. You're not trying to fit in. You're trying to stand out. You're trying to take your life to the next level. So if, 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 you, if you really want to do that, you, you really, once again, I'm going to ask this, this is the last question I'm going to ask of these bad habits is what has complaining done for you lately? What has complaining done for you lately? So uh, I'm going to give you a habit. It's going to take your life to the next level. It's going to take your career to the next level. Next level habit number four is appreciate it. It's walking with a sense of thankfulness every single day. I mean, it's walking around and looking to say, hey, is how could I be a little bit more grateful for the situation I've been given? Now, you may not be where you want to be, but you are somewhere. You're on this, you're on this virtual experience, which means you got somewhere in life. You, you're, you're here and you're not somewhere way worse off. So, yeah, th th there might be some greener pastures in your mind somewhere else, but I think the grass is green wherever you water it. So wherever you are right now, you should be grateful for what you have right now. If you find yourself in a position where you have more than enough, okay, if you find yourself going to the gas station this week and you see the prices are a little bit higher, but it doesn't really change your net worth at all. It doesn't really change your budget. You're spent a little bit more, but that's you might lose a couple cups of coffee over, over the if it doesn't move you. You know what you should do? One, at that gas pump, you should go. I'm pretty grateful that this isn't catastrophic to my budget. Yeah, these prices are high, but man, I, I I'm grateful that I can afford it. And then you know what you should do? Look for somebody that can't. If you have more than enough, you should look for a have not somewhere in your world. that says, you know what? I got it pretty good. And somebody else doesn't. There, there's, there are families all across the world who, when gas prices go up, they have to make decisions between food and transportation. If that's not you, 
Oh, you should look around the world. You should look around your world, your community. Say, man, is there somebody that I could help with? Because I'm pretty grateful to be in the position that I'm in. You might want a renovated kitchen, right? And nothing wrong with wanting a renovated kitchen. Imagine if you walked into that kitchen. As soon as you're done. Okay, as soon as you're done here, why don't you walk in your kitchen? Just put your hands out. Just go, I'm grateful. I'm grateful that I have a kitchen. And if the kitchen works, if the stove works, if the microwave works, if the oven works, it's like, hey, it can still make food. In other words, your kitchen can still serve its purpose. Look at that. It's amazing. Hey, you may not have the car. That you, that you truly want. I mean, I think a lot of us would love an electric car right about now, okay? But man, what, what, what would it look like for us to just walk in our garages and just, I'm grateful. I'm, 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 I'm grateful. I'm grateful that, that, I, that I get cars. I'm going to be fully transparent with you guys, okay? Because I got my mortgage through you, so I'm going to tell you the truth. I made a deal with myself that it's not a vow. Okay. I don't have to stick to it, but I made a deal with myself. I would not buy another pair of shoes. I'm a sneakerhead. I would buy shoes like once a week, Some, something stupid. Okay. I told myself I would not buy another pair of shoes. Please don't tell anybody this. Okay. I told, I told myself I would not buy another pair of shoes until we paid off our mortgage. Oh, I'm in pain, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, I'm in. I'm in absolute pain. Now, here's the deal. If y'all y'all already sold the mortgage to somebody else, but if y'all could just wipe that thing away, I could go to Nike today. Would, would be awesome. But you know what? I, every now and then, I just just walk in my closet. These aren't the latest and greatest. But I tell you what, they work. Okay? Like, it's, I'm, I'm grateful that, 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 that I got some some shoes, you know what I mean? Been running a little bit. We're we going to be all right. I got more. I got more than enough. Maybe uh, your spouse is driving you crazy. Tonight, I, I just want you to pull them close. Just be grateful you got one. Uh, I, I got a lot of friends that lost a lot of loved ones over the last couple of years. They would give anything to fight with their spouse right now. Maybe your kids have been driving you crazy. Pull them close, pull them tight, and just appreciate the fact that you have them. Because tomorrow's not promised for anybody. Hey, I know things at your job may not be perfect, but you have one. Sometimes in the midst of doing our life, we can forget to just be a little bit grateful. Hey, don't wait for a holiday to start being grateful. Don't wait for a holiday to count your blessings. Don't wait for a holiday to take inventory of the goodness that is all around you. So I got one last assignment for you, okay? One last assignment. I think you can handle this. Um, I don't know who's going to hold you accountable on this, but Sarah, somebody will yell at you if this happens, okay? So this is what I want you to do. I'm here to yell. Okay, go ahead. Okay, <clears throat> this is what I want everyone to do. I want you to give up complaining for one week. I want you to give up complaining for one whole week. You are not allowed to complain about anything or anybody. Now, if you subscribe to this way of living for just one week, for some of you, you're just going to have a really quiet week, okay? You just gonna be you, you. You can't even. You some of you might have to take a week off work because you won't be able to do your job without complaining. Some of you might have to move out of your house for a little bit. Some of you might have to get rid of some friends for a little bit because you're gonna go. I, I, every time we talk, you might be mid conversation this week. Hey, let me call you. Can we talk next Tuesday? Then we can talk about these people. We can complain about the government. We can complain about gas prices. But for the next week. I want you to just give up complaining. I want you to pick up appreciation. Every time you think, oh man, I, I could complain about this food. I could complain about this service. I could complain. That you would just go, man. She would just flip your perspective just a little bit. I think when you do this, you're going to find yourself 
living at the next level. Last thing I have for you. Uh, I started this uh, encouraging text message, Sarah. Did I tell you about this? Yeah. So I send out an encouraging text every single week. Keep people motivated. Try and keep people positive. If you want to subscribe to that text, all you have to do is text Fairway to the number on the screen, 469-809-1201. And uh, the text already went out this week, so, so you'll get like a confirmation that I can send you text messages legally. But I'd love to, I'd love to encourage you every single week uh, if, if, if you're open to it. That's all I got, guys. So if, Sarah, you got some questions, what, what, do. What, what do we want to do now? I have a I have a question. How many pairs of tennis it. shoes do you have in your closet? Because you're kind of like you're kind of like the Israelites. Like God kept their clothing intact for 40 years. So I just want to know how long is it going to take to pay off your mortgage? And if you have enough shoes, and if you're not going to buy shoes, is there any rule that we can't buy you tennis shoes? There's, 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 this, this is, this is just between me and me. So, um, ooh, I, ooh. you know, I, I would, I, I, we're, we're pretty, we're pretty aggressive as it pertains to, uh, being out of debt and, and all that stuff. So it, it, it should, based off of my projections, we should be good by the summer. So, wow, look at you go. Yeah, that, that's the that. goal. That's All the right. goal. We've, we're buckling down. We're, we're pulling back on stuff. We, we just, uh, you know, we, we measure uh, our company's success uh, by how much we give. And so we're, we just know we're, we're going to be able to do so much more of that whenever we have absolutely we don't have any other debt besides mortgage and so we we've been pretty aggressive pretty aggressive with it uh, for a while now so we're going to continue in that and uh in in the no shoe no shoes things just kind of lit more of a fire under the butt a little bit of like hey we we can't play games with this thing so that's great that's that's really really great and what size is your foot we we are 13 Oh, 13. That's okay. My son is uh, 15 and David, yeah. David, our son-in-law is 17. So you got to, you yeah. got some growing to do. Yeah. Okay. yeah that was sure. my big question. I was just trying to figure out like how many shoes we had, how long they were going to last. <laughs> Holly, I know you have questions. You have questions. Well, I, and Ryan, I would say I have this bookmark of all the things that I was going to talk about and your what you just went over hit home in so many ways yeah. to a lot of us, I know. But I do want to bring up one thing. And in your book, you bring up what disciplines are required to get you where you want to be. And I bring that up because in January, this very podcast that we had featured our CEO, Steve Jacobson, and he talked about his daily disciplines. And my yeah. point in all that is we, we all need them. We don't all stick yeah. to them the ones that get us anywhere, what yeah. daily disciplines, you don't have to go into a long dissertation, but what yeah. daily disciplines do you stick to, to be Ryan Leak? Well, for me, I, I have to write every day. Um, and because essentially I'm in the content delivery, creation, curation, industry, business, you know, um, our business thrives off of, off of creating helpful content that helps people. So, so for me, I, I've got to, I've got to write and read something pretty much every day. Um, the other thing is I've, I've got to, uh, I've got to fuel my body with something of some sort of health. So every city I go to first stop is to Whole Foods. Like I just, I got to get to Whole Foods and I got to get some something healthy in my body just to keep keep going because to to do this thing at a high level well you you got to continue to be around <laughs> to to pull it off so so those those are two uh but the the writing every day the reading every day are are big for me. All right and I do I lied I have one more. <laughs> one of the things that spoke to me and I'm going to have to read it cuz I don't want to screw it up. You can't have success without criticism embrace 
criticism. Oh, yeah. Um, and you wrote, I know so many people who have analysis paralysis when it comes to putting themselves out there, and they sometimes have more fear of criticism than they do of actually failing. That was huge. I, I think I think that's a lot of us. What will people oh, yeah. think? And, you know, and they do the what if scenarios to the extreme instead of just oh, yeah. taking the risk. Yeah, you know, it, it's a... Uh... There, there's no one who is is doing anything at a high level without criticism, um, and it's it's a it's a part of it, it's a it's a part of life because as much as we might fear criticism, we're we're also we don't fear giving it. <laughs> we criticize things in our world all the time. We're, we're playing a part in the poison that we're afraid of. So, so I, I think, I think that that's a two-way street. Whenever someone is struggling with being criticized, I always ask them, well, have you been criticizing things lately? Cause I, I think oftentimes what happens is we're, we're all holding each other to an unrealistic standard. And, and when I get to work with professional athletes who are criticized literally every single day on television, they still have to go out and perform their jobs at a very, very high level. And so one of the things that I've, I've learned from them and just being around them is just they, they have this ability to silence their own inner critic mm-hmm. of saying, hey, um, if I'm going to get criticized, I'm not going to join my critics. Like there, there's got to be a uh, you, you don't none of us like working with somebody that's extremely insecure. And none of us like working with somebody that is extremely cocky. Somewhere in the middle, you're looking to work with somebody and be the kind of person that's just confident. Confident in what I do. You know, it's, it's a, uh, I'm, I'm not going to get too high or too low, but I'm confident that, hey, I've, I've done everything in my power to, to be the very best at my job. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm going to miss the mark. Sometimes it's, it's not going to be good enough. And I got to be okay with that. And others might try and hold me to a higher standard. Maybe their standards lower, but uh, as a person that speaks in public to a lot of people uh, on a weekly basis, uh, if you ride the waves of praises or criticism, you're on a roller coaster. I just don't get on that ride. I, I, I just try to, deliver helpful content that adds value to people's lives and their business and their cultures. And I just let the chips fall. So I, I just encourage people like, Hey, the, the criticism is going to come no matter what you do. So you might as well embrace it. Sometimes in the middle of that criticism are some very, very great things that, that you can really learn from if you're willing to get past the initial offense of it. Uh, I think people have a lot of great things to offer. So uh, I think criticism is a class I don't like missing. I think it's got a lot to teach us. That's awesome. I'm I'm done with mine. And Sarah, if you I don't know if you have anything. I know Al joined a little late, so he wasn't able to to say anything. So Al, do you want to? Is there anything else, Sarah? Before I let Al close us out? Oh, just no, just Brian. There's always so many, you know, nuggets of of wisdom and criticism. Is I mean, if you want to, if you want to do anything in this life, right? And and I'll I'll just go back to one memory that you shared when um, you did your your video, right? Of the of the wedding, and maybe Ryan, you can quickly tell people, but yeah. how. There were hundreds of thousands. I mean, oh, yeah. people now have viewed it, and then I think yeah. you had, you know, one person criticizing. Oh yeah. And that's what you, you know, that's what you zoomed in on, right? Oh, and I know, yeah. as human beings, like we can do something that's so wonderful, and then you know, the one person comes up and goes, "The temperature was too cold in the room," <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> then you're, or you know the 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 food. I I I really wanted to have fajitas versus tacos. You know, right. you're like what? And then you focus on it. Like why didn't I think about fajitas? I should have thought about fajitas. <laughs> right. 
right. and everybody does it, but how do you, you know, how do you get over that? Right. Like, what do you do as a mind? What's your mind game? I guess is the question to get past yeah. criticism. Right. Yeah. I, I think my, my mind hack in that regard, if you will, is I try to fill up my time because you're, your mental energy, the things that you focus on, it takes up your time. I, I try to fill up my time with a lot of positive things. I really, um, I literally was sitting here trying to think what was the last piece of criticism I got? I know I just spoke on Sunday. I know I got some criticism. I can't even remember what it was because I've moved on to what we're doing right now. Yeah. And yeah. so, so you, you think about, you know, I think our video has, you know, 1.4 million views. It had like 32,000 likes and it had like 115 like dislikes. And so, yeah, you can kind of go, what? Who? I want to find these 115 people, these jerks. And but, you know, it, it's but you you've got you, you've got and in my case, I have this much larger group of people that. I can spend my time and energy uh, talking with, encouraging. Uh, part of my week now is, is actually crafting encouragements for these people that I text every single week. Next week, uh, I'm rallying my entire text community to raise money for families that can't afford gas. It's like, oh. well, what's all that take up? It takes up time. Does that make sense? So it's like, I could spend time thinking about, well, what did this person say, or this client was disappointed, or this person doesn't think I'm good enough. Or, I mean, you can spend your time doing these things, or you could just wake up and just go, look, dude, I'm, I'm busy trying to help the world. I, man, if it, there's some constructive feedback, man, I'll take it. I'll try and get better for next time. But I'm not, I don't actually have the time to dwell on it. Because I'm busy trying to make a difference. I'm busy raising a family. I'm busy going on dates with my wife. I'm busy building a business. I'm busy doing these positive things that I've filled up my life and schedule uh, with so many positive things that I, I really, I, I don't, by the time 10 o'clock rolls around, I'm exhausted. <laughs> it's like, I'm ready to go to bed. I'm not, yeah. I'm not, uh, I speak. 11 times 12 times next week so wow. am i gonna biff it two or three of those times yeah but i actually won't have time to dwell on how terrible i am before the next one comes and then i gotta do it again <laughs> so I, while i would love so so it's not that i'm just gonna hit it out the park all 12 times no that's, that's it's statistically proven that's not gonna happen it's different audiences some people think it's, it's funny the other, next crowd thinks it's corny you just you never know how people are going to receive you and so uh but i will consistently have to move on to the next thing i don't i don't have i have filled up my life and schedule to where it's like hey on on to the next let's learn what we can to get better for next time and uh and, and, and you just, you, you just keep it moving. So that's good. That's really good. Like just, yeah. you know, going on and helping people, helping people and who cares? Yeah. Anyway, Al, yeah. we're tossing the ball over to you. Yeah, Ryan, I, I just, I don't have any questions. I just, to wrap this conversation up, I'd say you are a hundred percent on point today with, with uh -huh. what this group needed. So you're talking to, um, not only fairway employees, but you're talking to a, a, a group of self-employed uh, mortgage brokers, mortgage correspondents. Those are our clients that, yeah. you know, I think the common thing, they enjoy taking a break and receiving the message you just shared with us. Um, awesome. And if, you're, if your objective is to provide value to people, you provided value to, to at least one. I'll raise my hand and say at least one today. Um, there's awesome. another. But it's it's just a it, it's a pleasure to listen to you talk. You've talked with Fairways several times, um, and it's just always been a pleasure to listen to the message. It's a different message every time, but it's really, I mean, today my my takeaway is uh, uh, with these 
with the fairway clients that are on this, this call, it, it's do we really want to take our business to the next level? It, it wasn't business 101. It's really connecting with people. It's building a relationship. It's going deeper. Right. And these are these are systems that we can take and we can all truly inject into our business. And, you know, I'm going to challenge our staff, at least our sales yeah. staff and our entire staff, the no complaining for one week. Um, because, you know, it's just, it's a, it's a perspective shift. And, yeah. you know, the last comment I'll make is I can hear Steve Jacobson through the messages you just, you just shared with me mm-hmm. um, or with our group. I mean, and, and, and it's just, uh, it's, that's another breath of fresh air to, to know that there's a lot behind Fairway and what Fairway tries to do. The statement is you measure our company's success by how much we give. And, and, and it makes me proud to be a part of Fairway and, you know, our clients, I've shared a couple messages with, with them throughout the last 30, 60 days. This is a volatile market. There's a lot of emotions going. Um, and we're in this together. You know, we're working together to provide value to our clients. That's, that's what this podcast is all about. And so, again, I just appreciate you spending some time with us uh, on point today. You knocked it out of the park on this one. And uh, I've got three pages of takeaways. So thank you for your time. Um, you know, the Fairway Nation, our, our, our customer base, watching again, watching these this chat boxes. It's refreshing to just spend a time not talking mortgage business for 40 minutes and really get something valuable. So, yeah. Thank you, Ryan. My pleasure. Thank you for your kind words, man. I really appreciate that. All right, we're gonna you know, go ahead, Holly. I was gonna say thank you, Sarah, for bringing Ryan to us. Ryan, it was just, it was wonderful. I've already taken a page of notes and sent it out to our group. So thank you so, so much. Um, awesome. it's just, it was needed. It was timely and it was needed. So thank you to all of our customers for participating. Um, we look forward to your suggestions for upcoming podcasts. So thank you all. Have a great day. Bye.